everybody, it's me, Katie Asaurus. Yes, hi, hello, and it's me, Hey Goon. And welcome back to Infinite, Infinite Quest. Quest. Nailed I did it. it. I did the thing like, really good. that we do when we do panels and stuff. That was that was really good. I but really we didn't do the, the, the dance. I didn't do the dance. Yes, I did. Oh, yeah. Did you not see it? Oh, I totally right. did a whole totally dance did. just then. You totally did a dance. Yeah, I did a whole... The backflip is the hardest part. My favorite part about this week's episode of Infinite Quest is that neither of us wants to be recording this, but we're just doing it for the sake of the other person. What do you mean? How do you figure? What do you mean? <laughs> I'm so tired. I just want to go take a nap. I'm exhausted as well. It has I know. been it's, a hell of a last couple. It's been whatever. well. Questcraft is now live. Yup. Uh, oh, yeah, this is our first episode my, since Questcraft. Yeah, my live, first yeah. episode is now on YouTube. I wouldn't cool. be mad, dear listener, if you went to go listen to it or watch it. I guess you watch it, don't you? You watch it with your eyeballs. Yeah, right. It's right. a watcher, not it's a, a watcher, listener. Yeah, if you want to go follow while we're while we're doing plugs, yeah, <laughs> want to go follow hey, right on right YouTube and Twitch as well. Yeah, youtube.com slash katiesloris, youtube.com slash heygood. Seriously, it'd really help us out. But so anyway, what are we supposed to be talking about? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Procrastination, Katie. I don't, can we do it later? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Cool. Well, no. No, we can't. Oh. Well, I just learned as I was looking up stuff for this episode that the word procrastination comes from the Latin procrastinus, which means of tomorrow. Of tomorrow. It's a task of tomorrow. Or for tomorrow. Uh, the task of tomorrow. The that sounds way tomorrow. better. That sounds way better. Like if I'm like procrastinating, like oh, I'm doing something bad. But if I'm like, no, this is a task of tomorrow. It's a task of tomorrow. That, that's how I'm going to well, isn't there I, I, somebody I over, I feel like I overheard this or something like that. But there is some parable, fable, something like that, where the devil took the form of a crow that would fly in the sky and say, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And then the hero of the story shot the crow and said, today. Oh. I think about that all the time. That's like an Arnold Schwarzenegger moment like to a day yeah it's just like there's like a bad guy and then he's like no today today also, ice to meet you do you know who else says tomorrow 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 who's that Macbeth. does he really that's a really funny joke oh really like four people does he really say tomorrow tomorrow yeah tomorrow? he says tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps on this penny pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time and all our yesterday <laughs> okay that's fine i'll stop i'll stop <laughs> so it wasn't so much of a joke just a statement it was just he just it's what he says when lady Macbeth dies oh yeah spoilers well i mean the play I is 400 years old i haven't seen it yet <laughs> it's okay i'll Gosh. take you i'll take you to see a good production of Macbeth. it'll be read it was his sled by the way isn't was it Macbeth? was it sled yes the name of the sled was Macbeth. the name of the sled was yeah Macbeth. and actually weirdest thing it turned out that uh Macbeth could just uh, see dead people because he was dead the whole Whoa, time. Oh, yeah. cool. So Bruce also, Willis joke. Yeah, that was really just topically relevant. Well, that's really solid. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm procrastinating currently, Katie. Did you know we're that? procrastinating on an episode about procrastination? No, we're we're doing that. We're initiating. We're doing that. I'm procrastinating mm -hmm. on my first episode for Hermitcraft. Why are you procrastinating for, for on, on your first episode of Questcraft? Because well, I want it to be really good. Like our most listened to, ep to episode of the podcast by far is the first one. So I feel like people might like listen to an episode and then go back and listen to the first one. So I'm thinking like, oh, if Questcraft goes the way that I'm going to work very hard to ensure that it does, then the first episode is going to be the one people go back to. Yeah, but I would point out, Eric, that our first episode is terrible and people still listen. Oh, well, actually, that's fair. That's fair. Our first episode is very bad. Well, it's arguably. also like, you know, when you, you ever go to like a really successful TikTokers page and you like scroll for a half an hour to get to the very first video that they posted yes. and you go, oh, people do that a weird amount on my page. Oh, yeah, I get sure. notifications all the time on my very first ever video, which, by the way, is like me, I think, lip syncing to like a song from the Music Man or something. And is it the one and that goes, just... 
Music Man. It's the it's the very one. Here he comes, Music Man. But that's but that's like a whole thing where where like that happens to me quite frequently, and I'm always just like, don't watch that one. <laughs> it's really bad. Well, so maybe it's okay the the first episode. So like, because so Mike's, I think my relationship with procrastination, and I think anybody's. I'm gonna go ahead and speak for everybody on the earth that I think my relationship to procrastination has very much to do with explanation and okay. excuses, yeah. trying to figure out why. Like for example, with the Questcraft episode, which I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep plugging. It's just what's going on in my life right now. Um, like my excuse was initially like, I this is the first episode. It's going to be watched a lot if things go the way that I want them to. So I have every right to wait, or it would make sense for me to wait until I'm absolute. Like I said this out loud to you. You have every right to wait, however long until I'm 100 satisfied with it. But which is, I mean, that's not an invalid thought process. But it all that also has to be balanced with. Like, I can't post it a year from now, you know? So it has, there's, has to be some sort of balance to it. And I think once when you practice making excuses, you get really fucking good at it, which is hard, especially well, if you're... Okay, but I'm going to challenge, 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 gauntlet thrown. Gauntlet thrown. I don't think you're procrastinating. I think you're doing something different. Really? Because if you were procrastinating, I mean, I'm not trying to tell you how you feel, but like... The way that I see procrastination is like you wouldn't be working on it at all. And but you've been working your you've been hyper fixating on it because you're being a perfectionist. But I think that's different than procrastinating because procrastination would just be like, oh, I'll finish it tomorrow or I'll finish it the next day. But you're like actively working super, super hard on it because you want it to be perfect. Yeah. I don't think that's procrastination. Well, I hear you. I, I feel you. But, but like, well, have you heard the term procrastivity? Yes. It's a word that... I had to think about it. I was like, have I? <laughs> yes, I have. It's a word um, that... Well, acknowledge I don't mean to like, oh, yes, you have. Let me explain well, it no, anyways. For our, for our for dear, dear listeners, listeners at home. Progressivity is when you do productive things such to avoid one productive thing that you don't want to do. So like if you have to do your taxes so you clean your whole house instead of doing your taxes to put it off, like you're not just sitting there not putting it on. You're, you're doing stuff. And so... Which it makes it much easier to excuse not doing the things. You're like, hey, I clean my whole house, which is you know a valid way of getting things done. Just pick one awful <laughs> thing that you have to get done and put it off by doing all the other things. Um, but I feel like on some level I'm doing that like on a micro scale, where like, oh, I'm fixating on like a couple different shot transitions, where it's like, dude, you have an entire section you need to finish, and I know I can't post it until that whole section is done, and so it's like, if I just never get to that section because I'm perfecting this one. So like, I don't think it's procrastination and like I refuse to work on it. It's that I, I refuse to do, not refuse, I'm putting off doing the parts of it that make it like done and postable. That makes sense. But I think setting, something that really helps me with procrastination is, um, and this works variably, but setting arbitrary like deadlines. Yeah. Just be like, and then telling somebody else, like, I'm going to post it by nine o'clock today or whatever. And then most of the time I don't end up meeting that deadline, but at least I still, you know. The attempt was made. The attempt was made. It like yeah. puts my brain in a different thing. Like, and also just so we're on the same page with at least each other, I'm sure our listeners have different opinions on it, but like, what does procrastination literally, like, what does it mean to you? I mean, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow <laughs> creeps in this funny face from day to Was day. Was Macbeth procrastinating when he said that? No. Or, uh, um, she should have died hereafter. Uh, there would have been a time for such a word. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Did you? Tomorrow. Did you, do you know Shakespeare? I do. Wow. But 
<laughs> I think like I honestly, <laughs> I really like I really like that as my summary. Is like because I know like Macbeth is talking about something different, but like Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were just being will you say it again because my dumbass fucking interrupted yeah, you a bunch no, of times. It's fine. I'm it's sorry. Fine. I thought you were so just doing that. What happens is this guy runs in and he says, The queen, my lord, is dead. And then uh Macbeth is like, Oh, well, she should have died hereafter. There would have been time for such a word tomorrow. And then he goes into the speech. Like, so it's like, and then he goes tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. That's but I, I think like that's like, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's Lady Macbeth died. It's right, very yeah. sad. Um, but like there would have been time for such a word tomorrow. Like that's a really good summation of how I view procrastination. And also I'm just really so excited that we just locked ourselves into the episode title this early in because normally I have to panic and freak out about it, but it will just be called tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Um but like, for me, that's what it is, is it's like it's I have I could do it today. I could I could I could absolutely do it today. Um, and I could, you know, whatever it might be, send the email, do the chore or whatever. But instead, I'll just I just go, oh, well, I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow happens and something comes up or sometimes I just go, I'll just do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creep in this petty pace from day to day to the last level of a quarter time. And so it becomes this thing where that is what procrastination means to me is like it's 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 a it's an active choice. Like I I, I like I want to be very clear. I'm not judging procrastination. I don't think like procrastination is like a moral failing, but it is something that I really struggle with. And I actively choose to procrastinate a lot because it's more comfortable. It's more comfortable and like not having to do it in the moment or like not having to change tasks or not having to feel like I'm like interrupting my day to send the email. But when you're like us and you get, you know, what do we get? A hundred emails a day, something like that. you know, yeah. something like that, like every single day, it's really easy to drop the ball. It's really easy to go, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. But then a hundred other emails come in, a hundred other discord messages come in and that one gets bumped to the bottom of the pile. And so then you lose track of the task and you just don't do it at all. And so for me, procrastination, I don't like defining procrastination for me is like, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. But the feeling of procrastination, how procrastination feels, I think that's a more interesting answer because procrastination feels like failure and it feels like embarrassment and it feels like having to lie to your friends and it feels like your life is falling apart. Why can't I just do it today? Why can't I just do it today? But a lot of times I just don't or I can't or I won't or whatever. And so it's it's frustrating. Like, I, I really, really get frustrated about procrastination. Yeah, I think I think it's important to, again, not ascribe a moral failing to or a moral quality to it. Yeah. We're merely discussing procrastination just as an amoral a concept, a concept. Yeah. Um, and I agree. I think I think a lot of things that ADHDers do um, is in pursuit of perfection, which is strange because we're known for making tiny, thoughtless mistakes. It's like literally part of the diagnostic criteria. Yeah. Um, but so much of it is in pursuit of perfection. And a lot of my procrastination comes from now is not the perfect moment. Later will be the perfect. I'm waiting for the perfect moment. Spoiler alert. There's no such goddamn thing. Um <laughs> Like, well, for example, we have a gym membership, Katie. Do you remember that? How we have a gym I, membership? We do have a gym membership. <laughs> <laughs> and we kept saying, we keep talking about when we're going to go to, going to, go to the gym. And um, you said today, I think we were on a walk, and you said, um, when we're ready. 
you figure like we can you were like great we'll go on walks until we're ready to go to the gym and i was like well we're never going to be ready to go to the gym <laughs> we're just going to keep shifting what ready means and, right you know we're never gonna be ready. you have to just do it when you're not ready and i think one of the great greatest remedies to procrastination not that i have it all figured out i am a dreadful procrastinator um is accepting is doing things at in our, the inopportune time sort of like never underestimate the def or the the value of doing something poorly you know like i'm not going to clean my room perfectly so i'm not going to do it well then fucking do it shitty you know like it's better yeah. than not doing it at all i think similarly a good way of dealing with procrastination is just like i'm going to do it at the inopportune time i'm going to do it when i don't feel like it and just like leaning into that because it's you're never going to really all the way feel like it you're never going to really be like holy shit this is the exact fucking perfect moment this is not going to happen um but also similarly i think the effects i think well for one i also i think there are two types of procrastination procrastination when there's a deadline that you either make or you don't so like for throughout my schooling life i was a dreadful procrastinator i would start writing essays like at the minimal possible amount it was almost a game to see like how quickly i could write an essay but i always got the essay done i turned in every essay except for one interesting story i got called a pompous ass by my russian lit teacher in front of the whole the whole class it was really funny um <laughs> it was true i didn't so i didn't write it all right, all right fine so i didn't write an essay um and my uh russian lit teacher who was this woman named mrs gady who had been smoking for about a thousand years um her voice was i'm like i'm really not exaggerating like her voice was rough it was awesome when she said things like Dostoevsky. It was like, oh, cool. Um, <laughs> but anyway, she was going around the room, like collecting everybody's essay. And she got to my desk and I didn't have it. Um, ironic. Well, I, I well actually, excuse me. I did write every essay I was supposed to write. I didn't turn in every essay I was supposed to turn in. I had written the essay. I just hated it. And I didn't want, it was the first essay of the class. And I didn't like the essay that I wrote. Um, and so I didn't turn it in. I just pretended I didn't write it. And so she got to my desk and I said, I don't have it. And she goes, okay. And she moves on and she says, Eric, you have, you know, uh, I'll, you know, I'll give you till tomorrow. You can get like half credit or whatever. And so tomorrow comes and she, she says, and again, in front of the whole class, she goes like, Eric, do you have the, do you have the, the, the essay? And I said, no. And I said, Miss Katie, honestly, um, I, I wrote the essay. I just didn't turn it in because I thought my, like made me look like a pompous ass. Like I thought my language was, was arrogant and made me look like a pompous ass. And so. I didn't want your first impression of me to be that I was a pompous ass. So, you know, and then, then I said, um, but unfortunately in doing that, now you think of me as the kid that doesn't turn in his homework. And she said, no, I think you're a pompous ass. And I was just like, whoa, shit. I just got wrecked. Even when I was 16, it was high school. She called me a pompous ass. Just like, oh shit, she just fucking slayed me in front of everybody. Anyways, um, so the type of procrastination where there is a deadline. So that type of procrastination where I would put it to the last minute and then go, oh, fuck, and I would write it, but I would always turn it in. That's one type of procrastination. But I think a far more harmful, at least in my life, is the procrastination of things that don't have deadlines because then tomorrow never comes. You know, there, are, there never is that freak out moment where it's like, oh, fuck, I have an hour to get it done. It just never happens. That's, I think, the, the more insidious type of procrastination. Um, and I think the shame around it makes it worse. I think that type of procrastination is as harmful as it is, but the shame and anger and guilt is just as if, if not more harmful. So I think I just like that you said the emotions about procrastination is a better definition of, of the feelings of procrastination because they suck. Like I hate myself for the procrastinate, my, my procrastination, type two procrastination, we'll call it, coined. I just also really like that I now have quantifiable information that for your, your problem with qualifying so hard that you hurt your fucking point 
has 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 been ongoing for like a decade. I'm oh, really yeah. I'm excited about that. <laughs> I like that the most out of that story is like, oh, you didn't have to qualify, but you did, and then that's what happened. And then she was like, no, I definitely think you're a pop as that. It's like the goddamn Olympics over here all the time. <laughs> Well, how do you, what, well, like if just give me a couple words, what feelings do you feel either during, while you're procrastinating or what do you feel when, when you hear the word procrastination? I mean, the word procrastination, like, I mean, honestly, if like, if we're doing like free association, like inevitable. Toaster. <laughs> Toaster. Toaster. Toast. Heat. Scrape. Spoon. Silver. You good? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. You good? Yeah. You I'm sure? Good. Want like one more? Brave little. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> no but um but yeah i mean i guess like for me like like i just i think maybe it's just because like conditionally it's how i've lived my entire life like for me procrastination is inevitable like there's there's i it's just going to happen like i just know it's going to happen the same the way the same way like the sun rises and i breathe and i wake up and i fall asleep sometimes like procrastination just happens and like and i and i try really hard to fight against it but one of the but the problem <laughs> the problem eric is that the i think the exact opposite end of procrastination is burnout and that's sort of like the zone where i tend to live because i don't want to give myself permission to procrastinate because if i do procrastinate i am never going to get it done and i have like and i know like i know myself and i know my like behaviors and so I have like a very limited time frame. I have like between, depending on the size and scope of the task, I have between an hour and 12 hours to do the task or I will not do the task. And if I do do the task, <laughs> I said do-do. You did, Katie. Yes, um, you did. But if I do the task after that sort of 24-hour non-procrastinatory mark, that's not a word, um... It will be five days later, six days later, a week later. And so, like, I spend a lot of my life writing emails saying apologies for the delay. We've been super busy, which is fine. And I think people understand, especially because of, like, what we do is like, oh, I have ADHD. But, like, a really good example is the video that I posted today. Like, like I posted a video. I was, I was supposed to post that video months and months and months and months ago and i just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off because i i i was really struggling with how to talk about my experience with this product um but then i posted it and it was on the day where tiktok glitched and so it never actually got posted so i had had this huge big lead up to like oh my god i'm finally going to get this done i'm finally going to get this like impossible task taken care of and it got deleted by TikTok. And so then I was like, God fucking damn it. And so then for the past couple of weeks, I've been like, oh, I should check on that. I should see if I can get that video back up or if I just need to reshoot it or whatever. But it was really frustrating. And so like, I don't know, like I have such a weird, I think just, I hear it too. I don't know what it is. What is it? If you're just joining us, we're trying to locate the sound of the mysterious ticking noise. Congratulations, you did it. You made it to the middle of the episode. I'm so proud of you. Good job, Gold Star. A thousand points to whatever house you are. <laughs> Do you picture, I picture a crossroads like 
you know, where you sell your soul to the devil for it to be really good at this, you know, guitar. Like Robert Johnson. Like Robert Johnson, yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Did you know we're going to be at MomoCon, Katie? <laughs> I, was, I was really hoping. I was really hoping that you would somehow make that like a Robert Johnson reference into a MomoCon shout out, but then you just, you just transferred. Well, you know who's also going to be at MomoCon? The hellhounds that are on my trail? Not Robert Johnson, because we are going <laughs> to be at MomoCon. dead. <laughs> Fuck me. We sold our soul to the devil. Oh, that would have been so easy. I mean, we sold, yeah, we our, soul sold our soul to the devil. To be um, guest of honor or VIP guest also, of honor. Also, if you're it? ever bored, uh, this is a mini podcast in a podcast. If you're ever bored, just look up the legend of Robert Johnson. There was a supernatural episode about him that was kind of accurate to the legend, but it's fucking fascinating. If you like music or jazz or, uh, or oh, I guess, blues, not jazz, but like the progenitor of jazz as we know it robert johnson one of the greats yeah we're gonna be doing all of our regular panels um neurodivergency here at the gaming table you know it's gonna be a really good time momocon in atlanta come on down we'll be there yeah and what's really interesting is that he actually recorded one album that was it but there's a bunch of outtakes that, that like recently were discovered uh like about a decade ago so you can find them on youtube so get your tickets and buy your your lanyard that doesn't quite fit right today for momocon 2021 in Atlanta. Robert Johnson will not be there. Transition. I'm sorry, we can re-record that if you want. Hello and welcome back to our new <laughs> mystery podcast called Kate and Eric Find Noises. That are distracting. I couldn't tell if I was making the noises at some point. I I think it was like the the HVAC. I think the HVAC is like vibrating something in the wall, but that was awful. That was a lot. It kind of had that sound of like, you know, when there are just two things that are just almost touching and then like a tiny little vibration causes them to touch. Or like when you're in the car and you're driving and you have like two cups next to each other. I feel very called out. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And then and then it's just like and then it's like the, like the like cup clacky noise and it just fucking drives you crazy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, a while, a little about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, my dishes got so bad at my apartment that Katie insisted that we just take all of my dishes to your bigger sink and dishwasher. I don't have a dishwasher, and just do them. And so we did. And so which thank you. And we put my dishes back in the boxes. And I put them in my car and took them back to my apartment. One of those boxes has been in the car the whole time. Both of the boxes <laughs> were in the car. still in the back of your car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Both of the boxes were in my car for like two weeks. I finally just got one out because I needed plates. But there are two cups in that box that have been clinking together on my drive to work every single morning. And just today, I solved the problem, Katie, by moving one of the cups. Box is still in the car. <laughs> I was going to say, was the problem, was the solution to the problem I moving one of the, cups. the box out of the car? Yeah, yeah. That's well, the, it was not moving the other car. No, it was moving one of the cups. Well, okay. So that's a really good segue back yeah. in. Yeah. Why haven't you taken the box out of the car? <sighs> I don't know. It's because I don't know how this happens, but I always end up getting home from here with more stuff than I came with. <laughs> I don't know how it happens. It's always something. It's always something. It's usually and snacks. It's, it's snacks. It's like the box of Ritz crackers that you know, is opened and it's just going to sit on the thing until it goes stale. So I might as well just take them home. Well, it's always just something or like clothes that I left here that you washed. It's always something. And so when I get out of my car, I have a very small car. I'm a very tall person. I have to get out of my car and put my bag over my shoulder. And then my car also doesn't have like, I didn't even know this was a thing in cars built after 1910. 
Um, <laughs> but my car doesn't have like a button that unlocks all the doors. You have to unlock each one by moving the thing. And so to get the box, I have to reach into my back seat and manually flick the lock thing, uh-huh. which when I'm getting situated, carrying all the various items that I've acquired on my quest of, you know, of going to the office that day, um, that's just the last thing I want to do. And so I just, I'm always like, oh, I'm just going to come back out and get it. But it always gets dark, like right after I get home. And then I don't. But anyways, there's always an excuse. And well, that's the point. The thing is, though, is like you're telling me the story. And in my head, I'm like, I immediately understand like i immediately know why like i like i completely like 100 on board like i completely get it and i think that's maybe like one of the hardest parts about procrastination because like if you have adhd i think especially that thought process fucking scans but for somebody who doesn't or like a like a partner who's neurotypical they just go well why don't you take the box out of the car and then and then so then there's like a guilt ascribed to it and there's like a like a shame and like a resentment that gets ascribed mm-hmm. to it when in reality it's like well because i have to reach back through and pop the lock and it's dark yeah and one and now i'm just thinking honestly thinking of this now one time when i i don't know when this happened or what but i know the association is so strong in my head i know at some point this happened i was in a in a car probably mine because i was driving it and I reached back with my right arm to grab something and I reached just like a little further and I like pulled a muscle thing and I was just like, oh, so now every time I reach into the back seat from the front seat, I'm like scared. Part of me is like, oh my God, am I going to do that thing again? That's going to fuck up my shoulder for like a month. You know, it's a small association. I didn't know it was there until just now, but like, anyways, those all sorts of little things. But another thing about procrastination is I love when you, you said inevitable, when you think of procrastination, you think of inevitable, like procrastination is part of my identity. Yeah. And when I say identity, I don't mean I, it is in my DNA, I intrinsically am. What I mean by identity is my understanding of who I am. Yeah. And I think I, like most people, are fucking terrified of not knowing who you are. And so I would rather know that I procrastinate than not know who I am in that arena. Also, if I stop procrastinating, or if I, if I think it possible to stop procrastinating, then I don't have any excuses to not do the things that I think I should be doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, and that, that just makes so much sense to me. Like, No, it really does. I mean, that's the thing that I think is, I mean, honestly, it's why I'm, I'm, I know we've talked about procrastination before, but like, it's one of the reasons why I'm struggling with it is because like, I feel like the advice is simple. It's you do the thing, you know, yeah, but that's, absolutely. but it's trite and it's really easy. You know, it's, it's, it's the same conversation as like the planner thing, you know? It's like, right. we'll get a planner and your fucking ADHD will be cured. And it's like, you know, okay, well, to, to stop procrastinating, you just do the thing or like make a list or whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's really easy to say. But sometimes you have to reach back at a funny angle and the door needs to be unlocked. Yeah. And that's hard. Yeah. There was a guy I went to high school with. Um, he was an actor. Um, well, still is an actor, but he was studying acting. And um, he <clears throat> got into like insanely good shape. Like he got to school. For 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 school, there was a lot of like it was like the moment for a lot of people where like they're like, all right, I'm officially committing. So for a lot of people, it was like they started practicing ten times more, or they wanted to get the leading role, so they wanted to be able to play like Spartacus, so they got in really good shape. Anyways, he was one of those guys where like he wanted to play certain roles, so he he needed he felt he needed to look a certain way. Anyways, he got into super good shape, and um, like in front of our eyes, it was amazing. Um, and I asked him like, how do you start going to the gym? Like as if he was gonna like 
give me an equation. Like, how do you? And he and he kept he was very nice, but he kept going. Well, you know, I try to get it. I try to. He was like, it depends on all what I eat. Like, you know, so like he's like, I, I remember he said, I don't eat well. Or I don't go to the, how do I say it? He says, he said, I eat well because I go to the gym. Yeah. Like I didn't eat well when I started going to the gym. It just felt like shit to go to the gym after eating like shit. And so I eat well so that it doesn't feel like shit when I go to the gym. I thought yeah. that was interesting. It's like, I don't, it came after. Anyways, he gave me a bunch of answers like that. And I kept pressing him on it. Like, you know, like, all right, so but how do you, and at some point he just sort of was like, Eric, it's something you just got to do. Yeah. Like, how do you go to the gym? Well, how do you get there? You know? You know, the, the, it's sort of like, how do you get to cardio golf practice? Like, how do you get to the gym? You take a left on whatever and you drive down Main Street and you go, you just fucking go. <laughs> like, that's the end of this end of, end of the story. And that rings in my head all the time. Um, but yeah, either way, I mean, I think the real answer is how do you stop procrastinating? You want to think recognize when you're doing it and then go fuck that. And you shoot the raven and you say today, like, that's it's a harsh answer. But I think that's the fucking answer. So you just stop it. Welcome to our new podcast called Kate and Eric Talk Themselves into Going to the Gym. <laughs> this is a very exciting episode. And I'm very excited for us. Well, I think well, on the topic <laughs> of executive dysfunction, which we haven't said yet in the thing, so I, I didn't mean to say like, well, I'm qualifying. Um, <laughs> but I, I made a post about laziness on TikTok a while ago. I think I brought it up before. Just saying that the, the concept, I believe the concept of laziness, laziness exists. I'm not saying it's good or bad or, or has any moral, to, it just exists. Um, and a, a big counter to that is executive dysfunction. Like, no, I'm not lazy. It's executive dysfunction. Um, but I think there are times when it's not executive dysfunction. You are being lazy. Similarly with procrastination, a lot of things, if I forget that a thing needs to be done and therefore I don't do it. And then I remember, oh, I have to do this thing, but I'm literally incapable of doing it. Like for example, my streaming computer, my, the computer that I do a bunch of stuff on is here. And so if I'm at home and it's, you know, two in the morning or whatever. And I go, oh, I need to do that thing. Like, I can't. I have to wait until I'm here next to do it. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of times I'll think of it and go, oh, that's right, I have to do that thing. But then when I get here, I have a bunch of other shit to do and I just don't think of it. And then I get home again and I think, oh, fuck, I need to do that thing. And then I get here, but I've forgotten. That is executive dysfunction. That's not me putting it off. That's, that's my brain incapable of executing the task because of executive dysfunction. If you're aware of the tasks that you need to do and you're in a position to do it, but you continuously don't do it all I mean, you can convince yourself that it's because of all different sorts of reasons, because it's not the optimal moment, because I need to wait until so-and-so is here so they can give me help with it, whatever. That is procrastination. When you're capable of doing it, but you just don't want to, so you put it off. It's very close to laziness. Although I think laziness is more of like, a, I'm not even going to try to explain why I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. Whereas procrastination is like, I'm, I'm giving a reason. I don't, I don't fully subscribe to that distinction. I just, but either way, I think it's similar. Procrastination has a relationship to executive dysfunction, but I don't think all procrastination can be excused through executive dysfunction or by executive dysfunction. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I entirely agree. Like, I, I think, I think we disagree on whether or not lazy exists. Like, I, I, like, I understand your point of view, but I struggle to see it from your point of view, but I still love you very much, and that's okay. <laughs> but I think, like, one of the things that is really challenging with procrastination, especially in conversation with executive dysfunction, is, like, a really good example is, like, so HelloFresh. Again, HelloFresh, please sponsor us. Um, but, like, HelloFresh comes in the box. You know, like, you get the box. And then, so, but, like, boxes are, like, a huge problem in my life because, like, 
I just, I get a lot of boxes. I get a lot of boxes all the time from various and sundry places. I get boxes. Um, and so like, but for me, I'm not, well, I'm okay. I'm either doing one of two things and both are equally, like both equally have like their shitty results. But like option A is that I am holding that information about the fact that I need to like break down the HelloFresh box and take it out to the garbage. I'm holding that information in my head constantly all day. Or B, I forget about having to take out the HelloFresh box until whatever point in the day when I walk by the HelloFresh box again. And then I go, oh shit, I forgot to take that out to the trash. But right now I'm doing X, Y, and Z things, so I'll do it later. And both of them are equally as frustrating to me. And also, like, when you know you have ADHD, you know that if you stop what you're doing to go put away the box, you're going to forget where you were and what you were doing or or what you were doing entirely. Yeah. Like, I literally had a small breakdown earlier in the kitchen. You missed it because you were recording Fangirl Friday. Um, But so this this company sent me a record player, which was really cool. Like, I was like, cool, free record player. But they sent it in a giant box. And then in the giant box was a smaller box and then i opened that box and there was another box and in that box there was another fucking box jesus so it was like and i was like i was getting more and more and more stressed out because like the more that i like opened these boxes the more that i was like i'm gonna have to break down these boxes now like and if i don't take them out to the trash right away then i'm going to forget about them and then the the stack of cardboard that i literally just got taken care of with the organizers is going to be back and so i need to and then there was another box and i was getting more and more stressed and more and more stressed and more and more stressed and so finally like i got so stressed that i walked away without breaking down the HelloFresh box because i was just like fuck like ah, uh, and that's silly like that's a silly thing to get overwhelmed about but like that's where my procrastination like I really struggle because stage manager Kate, like stage manager brain Kate holds that information. And I am good at that. Like, you know, I joked earlier about, you know, like my system is I just worry about everything all of the time. But I also like I'm constantly switching back and forth between like box, email, email box, you know, like and I'm and like whatever thing that I'm holding in my head. And that's exhausting. That's exhausting. And so then when it finally gets to the end of the day, when I remember or, you know, like when I go downstairs, I'm like, okay, I got to do that box that I'm exhausted and I don't want to do it because I'm so tired of having held that information all day long. But then if I don't do that and I purposely choose to focus on my work or focus on my other thing, it's like, I know, I know that breaking down that HelloFresh box will take maybe five minutes start to finish like break it down take it out to the garbage end of end of task task complete but like it feels larger and larger and larger the longer that i let it sit and it's only been in my house for two days like it came yesterday and i didn't break it down because we were in the middle of stuff and i was like we just need to get the food in the fridge and then we'll go back to what we were doing and then today now i have seven other boxes next to the HelloFresh box and I'm just like fuck I procrastinated and so now everything is ruined everything is terrible my house is going back to exactly the way that it was and I like no practically like as soon as we're done recording this I'm just gonna go take out the trash and it will be fine but like that's how procrastination shows up it's such a conversation with me about like all or nothing thinking and executive dysfunction and these feelings of like I'm just a fuck up I'm just a fuck up I'm just a fuck up over and over and over which is why I don't 
necessarily agree with you about the lazy thing is hmm. what I'm trying to say. Was, that was a seven minute answer to why I think you're wrong, but I still, love, <laughs> but I still love you. No, I, I hear you. That's, that's all incredibly valid. Of course. Um, I had a couple different ways that I might want to go, but now I want to also talk about laziness. Oh, um, that's whiskey. I forgot. Oh yeah. There was a glass of whiskey <laughs> just from before. <laughs> I was having my, I was having my little, my little, I was having a little afternoon or evening, evening, little Minecraft's whiskey ginger and i left it on my desk and i definitely thought that was apple juice i don't know why i thought it was apple juice we don't even have apple juice in the house but i went well that would make sense for it to be apple juice god damn it you told me too you literally looked at me were like hey that's whiskey don't drink it i went oh yeah and then i forgot because i got so distracted by the noise in the hello fresh box fuck <laughs> it's well you know I have no comment. That is, just, I'm glad you're you didn't immediately throw up. Now it's all down my front. <laughs> um, well, I wanted I was, so I was thinking about elaborating on laziness and all that stuff, but that, perhaps that's for a different episode. Um, but so I realized, just based on what you said, it it sounds like all of that, all of those emotions, all those feelings and thoughts, um, it seems like procrastination or what you're describing as procrastination in that context um, is almost a form of detachment is it's easier to just detach from it and just go, nope. Oh, Although stage yeah. manager Katie, of course, is still thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to speak for you. No, it's okay. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's like, that's a huge problem. Like, that's a huge problem in my life is I'm constantly dissociated, like all the time. Like it's, it's just, it, it's, and it's weird realizing it like, and like just how profoundly much that affects me. But it's like it's either that or be completely overwhelmed. And I can't I don't ha I'm busy, Eric. I'm busy. I don't have time to get overwhelmed. And so like for me, like the the box and box and box and box that I was in the log in the hole in the log at the bottom of the seat. Yes. Uh yes. Uh Ratlin Bog joke here. <laughs> it's for three people. Shout out to the uh the Barehead Barts. Barehead Barts, yeah. <laughs> fuck that song oh i hate that song so much um <laughs> i hate it so much but like but the boxing is a really good example because like i was like getting more and more and more and more frustrated but i i really struggle with that like i really struggle with feeling frustrated and anxious and upset or whatever so i just go nope we're not gonna do that and so i just like walked away i just mm. i just like, you know, and I know it's healthier. I know it's much healthier to be like, okay, I need to like sit in my frustration and I need to like acknowledge my frustration and like, like, don't, just, don't, I mean, it fucking, it makes me so mad. Oh, I know it does. I know it, it does, makes but... me so mad because I'm like, no, or I could just walk away and it would be fine. And so it's just like, that's the kind of shit that I really struggle with because it's like, I'm just exhausted all the time and I know that's part of it. Um, but it's just, it's sort of like a weird catch 22. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's fine. Hmm. Well, I think for for me, my 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 procrastination is a lot. A lot of that, I just walk away. Detachment thing. Like, yeah. for example, dishes are immensely hard for me. Possibly the hardest. Like, just I would literally rather shovel shit than do, just a regular amount of dishes <laughs> in my own house. Um, and for me, a lot of that, a lot of it is through detachment. Like, I, you know, I always think they're they're. To the the desk problem that I've probably ham-fistedly explained before, but like if you have a dirty desk 
and it bothers you, you can solve that problem by either cleaning your desk or just stopping being bothered by it or accept that you can't. And so for me, like the dishes problem is much the same. It's I can solve the problem of being made uncomfortable by the fact that my dish, my sink is full of dishes by either doing those dishes or just not giving a fuck. And so the option I choose far more often is to at least behave as if I don't give a fuck. Is to just detach. Yeah. like, And just be like, well, I am a gross piece of shit. Whatever. Fine. That's just is what it is. I'm going to do whatever comfort seeking thing yeah. I'm about to do. I have a real question for you. I was yeah. thinking about this, and what this is got? a weird time to ask you this question, but I, if I don't, I'm going to forget it. Yeah, what do you have got? you ever thought about just using disposable dishes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I don't want to create that much trash. And but you can get, like, recyclable ones. Compostable recyclable yeah, ones? Yeah, you can get, like, compostable trash. Yeah. I've been thinking about that for a really long time, because, like, when we when we got married, we wanted to do... Um, like disposable. You and Chris were not married. Just yes. if this is in case anybody's first episode. <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> well, yeah. When Chris and I got married, we used uh, they call them upscale disposables, and they're like mm. hard, like plates, but you can like compost them and stuff. But it's like you know, so you can like cut your meat or whatever, and they don't like tear. Hmm. I really feel like I just want to get you like a giant solid. box of yeah. disposables because I feel like it would be a game changer for that you. That really would, honestly. Well, I've been I, I knew thinking a guy... about that for a really long time, and I just like I kept meaning to be like you should try that well i I knew a guy a couple years ago who did that but he was he was a comedian and so he did that sort of comedian thing where like he said something that was no i don't want to say offensive but like uh that was not a proper thing to say but he like just kept doubling down on it because he was a comedian he just liked watching people react to it yeah um but so he was like he was going on about how he bought disposable dishes and that's all he ever uses and like and the, one of the people in the room was like oh my gosh you must create so much trash and he like again did the comedian thing he was like oh yeah i create like i have filled whole landfills on a weekend like he did the comedian thing yeah and so in my head using disposable dishes regularly is like a reprehensible thing to do but of course logically they're very fine ways of doing it, like using compostable yeah. dishes and then we well, put it in a composter and put it in the garden and shit you know i don't know also like i think domestic blisters is right like I found I like I found actually it's really funny. This is this ties back into procrastination. Is it okay if I I feel like I'm derailing what you were? No, please. Um, But so I posted a video about um, find the grossest thing in your fridge, like ADHD challenge when I was still doing those, which I need to get back to doing those. Um, But I was like, find the grossest thing in your fridge and throw it away. And so I had found like and it was like a nasty old like Chinese food container, but it was like that plastic, you know, like the thin thing, yeah. thing that comes. And there were like so many. And so like the video was like, I was like, take it in and throw it away. And so I filmed myself throwing it away. And I was like really proud of myself because I had like done this task that I've been putting off and putting off and putting off procrastination. And there are a bunch of people in my comments who were like, how dare you throw away a single takeout container? You're a literal monster. And the reason why there's global warming and thankfully, and I and I was like, and I was really struggling with it because I was like, oh my god, like I threw away the container, whatever. And then in that co- in that video comment section, somebody was like, have you ever heard of domestic blisters? And they pointed me towards her content, and she had made a video about how like sometimes you have to throw away the Tupperware dish. Sometimes you have to use disposable plates to keep you and your mental health okay. And like, yes, should you go burn down a rainforest? No, you should not. But like, 
if something is a tool that helps you maintain your sanity, maintain your mental health and like improve your quality of life, throwing away a few plastic forks is not nearly as egregious as a lot of people want you to believe, especially if you look at the sciencey research about like it is not the, it is not at the consumer level that the world is being harmed. It's a lie that we've been sold by companies who try to make it our fault and they're the ones throwing everything in the landfills. And I felt a lot better after that. It's true. You know what what really blew my fucking mind and also raised my cynicism? Well, I wouldn't call this cynicism because the world is a terrifying, terrible place sometimes. But <laughs> um, I remember who, it was probably a TikTok, but somebody said, do you know who has the most incentive out of anybody to produce um, like feel good global warming uh, uh, recycle your whatever plates and stuff ads and whatnot is fucking oil companies. Yeah. It's like the, if they can convince people that they themselves on a consumer level, well, like, like you just said, but when that guy realized to me like, Oh shit, like nobody benefits more from those commercials than the oil companies and massive, you know, Monsanto companies whose fault it actually is. And that scared the fuck out of me. Anyways, yeah. I just said what you you said, but different. But. That was okay. But yeah, yeah, I was like, but I was just thinking about that because I was like, I feel like that's such a thing. I was like, I watch you struggle. Like, I watch you procrastinate on your dishes. Like, and it's fun. Like, I mean, it's not fun, but it's it's an interesting scientific thing to observe from the outside. It's like going over to your house and seeing like one dish and then the next day, like two dish and then mm. three. But then watching those dishes sit and sit and sit and watching you procrastinate because it's such a hard task for you to do. But then like I and I watch this like I watch the shame spiral happen and I watch the guilt spiral happen and I don't care. I will wash your dishes for you because I love you and I don't mind it that much. And so like, you know, bringing them over to my house to throw in my dishwasher so we can sanitize them. Not a big deal. But it took me three days of convincing you because the procrastination to shame like yeah. like equation is so so imbalanced and i feel like that's that's really like it's not just about your dishes but like procrastination as a whole like i feel like that is such a thing is like that shame component that guilt component is is sort of like built into procrast procrastination in this way where like it's really hard to talk about procrastination without feeling guilty or bad or whatever because it's like oh well you should be able to do your dishes well, maybe it's just really fucking hard for you, Eric, and you can get some compostable plates and be happier and better and live a slightly less shitty life. Not yeah. that your life is shitty, but you know. No, I, mean. I know what you're saying. Just decrease the shittiness component yeah. of my life. Well, imagine like if you could just like <coughs> eat your pizza rolls, compost your plate, be done for the day. That would be amazing. Like. Yeah, that would be amazing. I mean, I think. Yeah, I, I think. I've, I, I have a couple different directions I want to. So yeah, I turned this I, into like a conversation about your dishes. Oh, Bobby, I'm no, sorry. You're, you're right. <laughs> um, but I, 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 I how is this? Um, I've often said one of my like things that I say to try to make myself seem smart, but I absolutely do believe um, is that I think sometimes shame, the feeling of shame is an excuse to not learn the lessons that guilt has to teach us because guilt is I did a bad thing. It's actionable. It's I did a bad thing. How do I fix the bad thing that I did? How do I make it better? How do I atone? Shame is I am a bad thing. And you can't, if you are, so like there's no sense in trying to change a thing that just is. 
it's not actionable. It's just, I am this bad thing. And so I think with what? I'm just here to point out that guilt is not just for having done a bad thing. It can also just be anything. Well, no, I, I mean, I think we use, I think we use the word guilt and shame don't just have one definition. They have yeah. a bunch of different ways that they can be used. Um, but so, but anyway, similarly, I, I just, I like that. I, I just wanted to point out that I, I given that, if given well, given that I believe that, um, I like that you use the word shame about it because I think it very much is shame. When I think of my dishes, I feel shame, not guilt. I feel shame because I think I am a bad person, and for that reason, I am a bad person. So I might as well just fucking not do it and sit on my couch and let bugs start flying around my kitchen, because that's just who I am. You know, it's not something that I'm doing that I can change. It's something that I am. So I think shame is a very apt way of describing that. Um, also, just for the record, you're not a bad person because Thank you struggle to do your dishes. Thank you, sweetheart. Well, another thing that, that like amazing. just confuses the hell out of me, and I doubt I'll ever, I don't think there's an answer to this, but I do think I'll be thinking about it for the rest of my life, um, is I'll do your dishes any day of the goddamn week. I'll do anybody else's dishes any day of the goddamn week. It's just when they're mine. Like, I was a cook for 10 years. Like, I have done literal tons of dishes. I've done literal tons of dishes. But one dish in my house is in oh, is an insurmountable task. And I will never know why that is. Well, maybe, Eric, you should uh, treat yourself as someone deserving of love and clean dishes. Boom. Was, Hoist it you, on your own patar. You were trying to do the thing that I, was, I say that you I was don't. trying to do the thing, but then I couldn't remember because whenever <laughs> you say it, I don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's still my my Twitch. Uh, like the, when you go to Twitch and you're offline, it shows like a video from one of your streams. That's still my thing, and I need to change it because my Twitch vibes are very different than they used to be. That's Alan. So I think one of life's great mysteries is treating yourself with, or is what or why it's so difficult to treat yourself with the same love and affection that we so easily afford others. Which I saw hardly believe. It's really hard. It's really difficult. But it does It does sound really... Well, it makes you sound like a pompous ass, right? No, it does not. <laughs> a little bit. Don't talk about my friend that way. Okay, fine. Hey, sweetheart. Yeah. Let's go take those boxes. Let's, let's, let's together put on some Billie Holiday and break down those boxes. I doubt we will even be able to listen to one full Billie Holiday song. Oh, I am absolutely for sure, for sure that is correct. Let's do it. Let's, oh, excuse me. Let's, <clears throat> sorry. Let me, let's, let's do, let, let me take that again. Let's go take out those HelloFresh boxes. Oh, that tonkatsu ramen was so good It last honestly night. was, though. It was really good. It was really, it good. Was really fucking good. And no mess. No it's mess. It's the best. That's the best it's fucking incredible. part. Like, talking about procrastination, the hardest part is just breaking down the box at the food for the thing, but then they come in, like, the little bag and you just throw the food. Yeah, and we didn't have to and buy ten times as many green onions as we would need and then no, let the other ones run in the fridge. Just, it exactly saves so, need. like, I have literally saved so much gas. Like, I'm, like... I want to be very clear. Our ongoing joke about how HelloFresh won't sponsor us is is real, but also I fucking love HelloFresh. I do love it so much. Like, that is an ad that, like, I will just... Well, I mean, we're doing it for free at this point. Listen, we're like, doing it for free. I will free. totally... 
talk about. I would love to get paid to talk about how much I love health. But it's also, really like Blue Apron, if you want to get in here, right. well, whoever really like, yeah, first, you whoever know, gets who's there first, it's easy race. plate, whatever. Plus, I don't our aprons are actually blue. They are. They're, They're literally. They blue. are blue. We have our little letters. No, let's not talk about those other meal delivery, meal prep delivery services. I don't know, Eric. I like Hello Fresh. Don't go with those other ones. I like Blue Apron too. All right, fine. If if we're gonna do a Mac and PC PC thing, I call Justin Long. Okay. Who is the other guy? I don't remember. I can't remember his name. He's in so much. Oh, he deserves to have his name known. He's such a good comedian. Uh, it's not Paul F. Tompkins. It's, uh, no, it's the PC Tom. guy. I think he legally got his name changed, changed to the, the PC, PC guy. It's like Subway sense. from that one episode of Community. That's fine. Yeah. That's good. Anyways, let's go. Let's go break down those pop, boxes. Pop. <laughs> You're not allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's only it's only that guy. Magnitude. 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 He's the only person who can say it. <laughs> also, can you, like, just very quickly, I spend a lot of time thinking about conversations in writers' rooms. Like, it's one of my favorite things to think about. Oh, yeah, it's like, how did this happen? And I want to know, I genuinely want to know, like, how many iterations of Magnitude's catchphrase did they go through? Oh, honestly, I think one. I think, well, because Community is such a meta show. The whole point is that it's commenting on shows like that. Right. And so I think a show like that is they have a zany character that has a catchphrase that they say right. and everybody cheers. So there, I think the conversation in the Rogers room was like, all right, you know, Dan Harmon and the Russo brothers, whatever the fuck. They were like, all right, we have that character who's like zany and has a funny go, but it just it is the dumbest. No, like, that's what I'm saying. Nothing. But how did they find the perfect dumb catchphrase? That's what I'm saying. I think. Because it could have been question. like blip bloop or like beep beep. Well, they all would have landed so long as they're sufficiently dumb. Yeah, but I want to know how did they? How did they come to choose pop pop? I don't know. I want to know. That's a question. I've if spent, we ever get Dan Harmon on the podcast, that's what. I'm that's gonna what I'm going to ask Dan Harmon. Be like Dan Harmon, you've done so many cool things, but I have a very specific question about pop pop. Well, it's also they. I mean, it's not the first time that Dan Harmon has been involved with an intentionally stupid catchphrase. You got wubba lubba dub dub from Rick and Morty, which is just like the point is that it means nothing. He just sort of like made it up on the spot it's like oh it's my catchphrase you know like, I, I don't know that's valid that's know. actually maybe that's like a dan Harmon thing he just really likes silly catchphrases yeah, i don't know just have david Harmon on the podcast we should have our own cool catchphrase <laughs> that's it it's locked in now <laughs> it's infinite quest See what I'm saying? God it's harder it. than... Right, I'm ending this episode before we, we end up committing ourselves to, to something we're going to regret. Bleep bloop! Infinite Quest. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. The whole kit and caboodle. Oh, hey, Robert Johnson. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Do you mind playing the ukulele for us real quick? For a song that we do? Oh, uh, Robert Johnson. The, the, the ghost... Robert Johnson, thanks so much for nodding affirmatively. Yeah. Wow, it sounds just like wow, you sold really your soul to the devil. Yeah. So you can be good at the baritone ukulele. Wow, did the devil wear Axe body spray? For some reason, I feel like he does. I don't know. The devil definitely wears Axe body spray and like a lot of Ed Hardy. Oh, yeah? Hey, Meryl, guess what? This week, you're the only patron we get to thank the only patron so your super special song is just for you and played by robert johnson hellhound on my trail but obviously this song would not be enough unless we also thanked sarah huff 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 sarah huff 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 and Meryl 
Carol Street. Academy Award winner Meryl Streep is a Patreon of our podcast. Patreon of our podcast. Thanks for all the movies. You didn't become an actor until you were like 40, so you are kind of a personal Holy inspiration shit, really? to me. Yeah, oh, it was wow. like a whole thing. She got started like really late in acting. Wow, good yeah. for her. That's fucking awesome. Well, anyway... Sarah Huff, thanks for listening, everybody. I just derailed also, your thing. To Meryl. I'll say I did like a different tune and that threw me off. But hey, everybody, for real, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for supporting Infinite Quest. If you are interested in becoming a member of our Patreon family and joining the likes of Meryl and Sarah Huff and Anna and Fluvanna, uh, you can do that by visiting patreon.com slash infinite quest. You forgot about that, didn't you? I did. You did. I did. Um, but from all of us here at Infinite Quest, remember to be kind to yourself. Remember to be kind to others. Eat a snack. Drink some water. And we'll see you next week. And also, I said these out of order. We love you. Maximum fun. <laughs> yeah.